Hello, everyone. Welcome to What is Covenant? Specialized Pastoral Care Services, Christian Counseling Ministry with Dr. Michael David Clay. My son (laughs) is all grown up. It is such a sad thing. Uh, Not really. He's turned into quite the, I would want to say, young man. Uh, Hopefully that doesn't sound offensive to anyone, especially to him. But I am proud of him. Uh, We chose (laughs) his name very carefully, uh, picking out, of course, the names that otherwise of the Bible, that otherwise most people who were Christians and former times did, and maybe many even so today continue to do. Uh, I don't know if it's just hope, or maybe there's a bit of a prophetic dimension to it, Uh, but his Christian name is Samuel Aaron. Now, what an unfortunate thing to do to anyone. If it were to truly be that, that was somewhat of an expectation. Even if it would just be something that my wife and I held, he'd have to live up to it. (laughs) With a name like Samuel Aaron, that's a pretty lofty aspiration. But as much as, again, we chose his name, he's turned out to be quite a fine young man. Uh, still aspirational to living up to all that goes into such the name of Samuel or Aaron or even for that matter Clay but to say the least the first time he responded to his name the first time that he seemed to really understand we were calling for him it was a proud father moment, a proud parent moment. He knows his name. He understands who he is, different from even so who we are as we would be mom and dad. But it was a sentinel day because even so, I do believe that captured the first time, at least for us, that we appreciated him to be of possibly his own, his own identity, him to even own that identity. Uh, it was pretty important. And as much then, we did have some say. <laughs> what he's made it to be is entirely on him. And therein, the additional. <laughs> pride that I take because he is quite the young man the accomplished young man I'm proud of him and has been most I think complimentary of at least the good intentions that went into us choosing his Christian names name Christian name What an interesting proposition, however, to think that God, even in that same paternal role as our Father, chose us in that same manner. And how He, somehow, through inspiration of the Holy Spirit, put it upon our parents to call us such. (laughs) My 
given name, names, Michael and David. And certainly those are of Christian heritage, even as Samuel and Aaron. And it means something to me. Though that was given to me many more years ago than my son, I hope that in those many additional years, I've come to live even more up to the calling. But I'm sure my mother and father had a similar moment when I responded to Michael David, Samuel Aaron. And hopefully their heart leapt as even so today when I think about it in that way and applied to Samuel Aaron or even my mom and dad, my mother and father's choice to call me Michael David. Or even as then possibly God gave me that name, he chose to give me that name through inspiration again of the Holy Spirit to the end of my calling. Now in case you've not missed it, (laughs) the podcast today is going to be a bit about calling. A few weeks back on the podcast, we spoke of, out of Romans chapter 8, beginning with verse 28, God and his calling upon the Hebrew people and Therein also the Gentiles. And as much as the Hebrew people were called, I'm not saying the Gentiles haven't been. God can call whomever he wants and confer that, the blessing that might be implicit. And hopefully one day we too will stand before God, even as my son stands before me today. And I would be able to stand before my mother and father. And God would be proud of me. God would be proud of us. God would be proud of the Hebrew people because he did call us for an intention. And Romans chapter 8 captures that. And though the Gentiles may have not had the same sort of legacy, did not come from such Hebrew stock as it might be uh, described, Christian stock, as would apply to myself and my son. Nonetheless, I do believe that Romans chapter 8 speaks to not necessarily the lessening of the Hebrew calling, just maybe a bit of the distinction that could go along with it. Hebrews 8 chapter 28, excuse me, Hebrews chapter 8 verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say, no, say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Shall God that justifieth? Who is he that condemneth? 
shall Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. And again, that was Hebrews, Hebrews, Romans, chapter 8, verses 28 through 34. Now, so much for the calling. And we know we're all called to be as Jesus. But there is something special to be said for those who recognize and receive the calling as in then my son recognizing his name and receiving then that calling that I have through conference of that name, just simply choosing, my wife and I, those names, Samuel, Aaron, our great aspiration and hope that he too would become Jesus, Jesus Christ, not as in the Jesus Christ or the Christ, but would be conformed to his image. And would it not be that my mother and father wanted the same for me? And hopefully again, your mother and father wanted the same for you. But should they be a little bit ignorant of the Hebrew tradition, Judeo, or the Christian tradition, as both would then be inclined to direct one to Jesus, the Christ, and emulation of Christ. Nonetheless, it's not bad to think of it starting in simply just salvation terms. And whatever your name might be, whether it is of Hebrew descent or legacy or Christian descent or legacy, what is it to be grafted into the vine? What is it to be even as a Gentile, to be brought into the family of God? What is it to be part of that, even as with Ruth, a Moabite, who then was grafted into the Hebrew, and with that then Boaz, and with that then kinsman redeemer, and with that then the very seed, so to speak, in heritage terms, of Jesus the Christ, the fruit of that, being Jesus the Christ, the tree that we're speaking of being grafted into, Jesus the Christ. Is that simply salvation? It would be, or were it to be, salvation for all, all humankind. Because in some ways, all of humankind has been part of what has resulted in Jesus the Christ. But specifically, the calling was upon the Hebrew people. And now the legacy would be left to us after the advent of Christ, prior to the second return of Christ, we are left in the same position. What is our legacy? What is our inheritance? What would we then want to do with that to furthering then the salvation of all humankind to offer up Jesus the Christ to the world so they too may be saved. Will they all be of that predetermined, predestined calling? I would hope, but even if all don't become in the same sort of manner and way, materially so, even unto the legacy that Jesus is 
as the Christ would be to the Hebrew people. And now us, those grafted into the vine who are called Christians, we should still promote salvation unto the world. And if that was a solid enough segue, then the salvation of the world would then be even as much those who were called in Christ to be then saved, including the Gentiles. Let's go to Romans now 10, verse 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if there was a calling, and it was with an intention, predetermined predestination in mind, to be manifest Christ, salvation itself would be to all, maybe not just to the elect, although you can make the argument that someone had to understand sufficiently what the calling was about so that they might then present Christ to the world so that we would all know who the Christ was. But the call would seem to be less specific to a person or persons or heritage or personage. It would be unto any. But it is not being called, it is calling upon. And that's a big difference. It may end up in both, hopefully, in Jesus Christ, but it does seem like then that would bridge whatever might be of the Old Testament to then whatever then in Jesus Christ would be of the New Testament unto salvation for both. But it's no longer being called as in directed as in guided to Jesus and then maybe making the mistake of putting that on the requirement of then living up to the namesake. Samuel Aaron, Michael David, even so Jesus Christ, the Christ. Now it is more a matter of because of the advent of Jesus the Christ. Now we call upon the name of Jesus and understand it is not something that we would make of ourselves because if we did that, then we might lay claim to something that was implicitly not ours to claim. We would never be able to say we did it. (laughs) That, oh yes, well we were called, so we brought it. No. Because the moment you do that, then you put Jesus back on the cross. Because somehow you're claiming some status of superiority. 
But I would not want to lessen the calling. I would not want to think it bad that I set my son up to live up to such a high standard. But I'd want him to know he's not going to do that out of anything that I would confer upon him, call him to. Even God would have called him to through my wife and I. Except to say we were blessed and fortunate enough to be grafted into the vine as Christians. And what was the root? It would be the Hebrew people, the Israelites, who is of Jesus, direct descendant Jesus, of the Hebrew people. And with that, all that went into the Old Testament and the calling of God. But the calling doesn't do anything but elevate one's awareness and possibly so then for the sake of righteousness, making those even not so much directly called in that same way aware. This is what you're supposed to be, (laughs) Jesus the Christ. Not necessarily the Israelites or the Hebrew people, But even so, not necessarily the Gentiles as they then would receive that calling by calling upon the name of Jesus and now aligning their great wish and desire to call upon the name of Jesus for salvation. Immediately, they begin to become conformed to the image of Christ even if they did not know Christ beforehand in the same way, the same manner. As the Hebrew people, as those of us who have the fortune of being Christians, because there are still many Gentiles out there. As this passage I read to you, the Apostle Paul mentions them as Greek. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved... Salvation and calling then become one and the same in Jesus Christ. You could say it's before for the calling or the called. In that calling, you could say, no, it's really just the calling upon the name of Jesus as in the New Testament. But they both go to Christ. But the only way any of us get to Jesus and then actualization of the calling, all that we are called to be, so God could look us in that, look at us in that same, I want to say pride. There's nothing wrong with God being proud of us, right? Sort of way. This is my son with whom, to whom, or unto whom I am well pleased. Even as Jesus was being baptized. In the River Jordan by John the Baptist. Even so on the Mount of Transfiguration. It's not only okay. I think it's desirous that we live up to our namesake. The Hebrew people, the Christ. Us as in now Jesus, the Christ. And us being Gentile, calling upon the name of Jesus, us being Greek, calling upon the name of Jesus, we are called to the same inheritance. I want to lay claim to that. I want my son to lay claim to his heritage. I want him to rightfully receive that. But not only the clay part, my name, my surname, but also the Michael David or the Samuel Aaron 
you don't have to be named a Christian name. Though it's possibly a little bit of an advantage. I know plenty of Christian names that really don't live up to the namesake. They don't even live up to the calling of Christ. They have fallen into apostasy. Even as there are some Hebrew people who fell into apostasy, or the Hebrew people in general fell into apostasy, and still have not then been redeemed in the name of Jesus Christ. But it's nothing special necessarily in that way to elevate us above them that we are Christians and have been redeemed because should we then do the same thing they did? We too would be in that same position that those that have not claimed Jesus as a Christ are still in, or maybe they've fallen into such apostasy that they're so far removed. I've commented before that it seems at times that at the time of Paul, they were atheistic. Saul was about as close to atheism as he could have been on the road to Damascus, and still not been so far into atheism as to have been eternally lost. Fortunately, though Jesus called upon him again, the Apostle Paul received the calling and then came out of that calling upon the name of Jesus. So much so that he could then confer that, the promise of salvation in Jesus Christ to even those that weren't of Hebrew descent, the Gentiles. What this means is, is that The Holy Spirit is there to minister to us all in the same manner or way, if that should be to bring us to the same level of relationship with God, that we come from different places, at least points of origin, when it comes to either knowing or not knowing. But to not know really means that you've forsaken the ultimate desire to practice love. To be even, according to the gospel of Jesus Christ, an ambassador of love. When folks come to see me for Christian counseling, that is what I offer them, certainly love. But I dispense with this notion of it is not something you earn, as far as salvation is concerned, or even... The right to be healthy. The right to have your physical and emotional and bodily restored. Just call upon the name of Jesus. And understand that in Jesus Christ, there is healing. In Jesus Christ... There is then redemption and sanctification. In Jesus Christ, there is not only salvation, but the fullness thereof. And why? The Apostle Paul, beginning with Romans 10, verse 1, also said, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. Their knowledge really 
not only did not help them, they're being called. The Old Testament calling did not help them as much as it might have hindered them because there's no way they could live up to that. But if you come to see even me as a Christian counselor in in specialized pastoral care context, if I point out what you're called to be, And then I leave it up to you to put that on out of some effort of your own. You're going to fail. But it is the zeal that is the Holy Spirit in you that is the source of not only the calling. But the accomplishment of the calling even should you be called. And even as much as you may not even know enough. To know that you can call upon the name of Jesus for salvation in that way. Then it is the Holy Spirit who is working on your behalf, the zeal, to want to be better and to get better. But we're moving in the same direction to the same end. Continuing with verse 3. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. And what is thus the righteousness of God? It's not anything of you. It's not anything of your heritage. It's not anything of your inheritance in a material sort of way. It is of your inheritance in spiritual dimension. But what do you inherit spiritually? The same Holy Spirit that led the called to even an awareness of being called. And then, even as God called upon Abraham in the Old Testament, and he responded, he can call upon you today, even if you're not Hebrew. (laughs) But the only way that you're going to finish that is to call then upon the name of Jesus and be saved. And in that, find then the salvation you seek for is the restoration of your calling and what you're called to. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness. And what is God's righteousness? That all would be saved, but in that all would then find their calling. But should you then... Forsake the salvation part, you're certainly not going to walk in your calling. Can you be saved and not called? I don't think so. But it's possible. But rather than getting caught up in all of that, why not just accept everything in the Holy Spirit leads you to Jesus and everything that is to bear full fruit is through Jesus, the Christ, and not only is it the redemption of your mortality or immortal body, your soul, to the saving when you do, because you can't save yourself from death, but when you do pass on and go through that phase of the transition back to God in fullness of spirit, release of the Holy Spirit by then the sacrifice or giving up of your (laughs) identity, your namesake, then you quit striving. You rest in him and the Holy Spirit finishes that work. 
But unless you know how to do that properly, rightly, you'll never get the work done. Unless you know how to do that, even under the best of guidance, direction, counsel, and I would hope mine would always be Holy Spirit directed, inspired. I pray that the Holy Spirit would use me as a vessel to lead, guide, and direct those that I'm counseling. It won't turn out that you would receive any more without the Holy Spirit, even with good counsel. As you would then receive in the Holy Spirit, absent any more counsel than that, the Holy Spirit. Does that diminish, again, the importance of good godly counsel? No. Does it diminish being called? No. Does it diminish or take anything away from the significance of an awareness of Jesus Christ and a heartfelt desire to be just like him. No, but the only way you're going to be just like him is through the Holy Spirit. Verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believeth. For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law that the men who doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh, speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? It's not going to be of you, by you, through you. Though being called, certainly in some awareness human dimension of awareness, appreciation even, noblest of aspirations, certainly helps. <laughs> At least you're on the right road. But even as Saul was on the road, he wasn't on the road to righteousness. He was on the road to persecuting not only those who believeth upon the name of Jesus unto salvation, these same, but in that same sort of a way, he was crucifying Christ. Don't be Saul. Be Paul. But you can't be Jesus except through salvation in the Holy Spirit. Even if you're called. And I do believe the Apostle Paul was called. But in that same sort of way, Samuel Aaron, my son, who's a fine, upstanding man. I'm proud of him. He is not going to fulfill the will and wishes of God as I really have given him, given him the name of Samuel Aaron. Would have ever hoped for. I dare not call him Jesus. <laughs> Or the Christ. No man could take on that mantle and survive it. Except you would be in Jesus the Christ. And then through the power of the Holy Spirit. And not then that we would be Jesus the Christ. Who shall ascend to heaven? That is bring Christ down from above. That's exactly what that would be about. Or, as with verse 7, or who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. We could not do that of ourselves. 
But we can be the representation of that to a world that is lost, but only in Jesus the Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. We are not Jesus the Christ in our humanity, but we are Jesus the Christ in the Holy Spirit because he lives within us. And the more that we allow the Holy Spirit in either calling or calling upon the name of Jesus to save us, we don't bring him down But we, even as God, sent his son to the world so that the world might know the Christ and put him in human form so that we might experience him. Jesus did not think that to be lesser as much as Jesus saw that as to be the only way to the greater. And what is the greater? Christ did not need that validation, except to say that he came to fulfill the calling of God in his life to present to the world the gospel, certainly now we call it of Jesus Christ, But the same gospel message that changed Saul into Paul. Or Michael David into the best semblance of Jesus Christ as humanly my body could withstand. One day, face to face. One day, to know as I'm known. One day, to be so one with Jesus Christ that I could look upon the face of God. But it's not today. But today is the day of my salvation, even as the word would describe it. Today is the day of my calling upon the name of Jesus, as in gospel of Jesus Christ, as in New Testament, so that I might then be accomplished enough, not of myself or of my flesh, or even of what I perceive to be my calling. To share the gospel message of Jesus Christ with the world so that I might, not of myself, but of Christ in me, offer salvation and then they too could receive it and the moment they receive it can accept their calling to be evangelists, ministers of the gospel, brothers and sisters with Jesus Christ. It's only tricky, as it might sound a little confusing, because our ego always gets in the way. But that's where the humbling comes in. That's where the falling down at the feet of Jesus, that's where the casting of crowns really is the way to bring the greater out of the lesser. I don't know that God put us in humanity So that could happen because I don't think in any way, shape, or form the Holy Spirit is at all compromised by being in the flesh. But I do believe, though, for the sake of humanity, that's where many a human soul are lost. And not that God would owe us anything in that way. But since he did create us and since the devil did insert himself between us and God into putting us into a condition of broken fellowship, then it would seem right, <laughs> I could figure it out. And that would not only just be out of my own head, 
it would be out of what I can make of the word as I might then best comprehend it, not only in knowledge of good and evil sort of terms, not only in study, theology, all of those sorts of pursuits, but just out of the testimony of the Holy Spirit in me, the zeal of the Holy Spirit in me. God never wanted any of us to be lost. And so Jesus brings, again, that bridge between the Old and New Testament. Michael David Clay can become one with Jesus at any moment along the way, especially when I've fallen into some sort of a tribulation or trial that might compromise a bit my courage and faith, if not at times a lot, depending on the magnitude of the struggle in my flesh. But it is a work that is, well, again, we spoke of that last podcast, is well done by the Holy Spirit. That is why God sent His Son, Jesus, so that we might all be one with Jesus, unto Jesus, as within the Christ, as within the only thing that gets us in our humanity through our humanity and those trials and tribulations of our mortality and carnal being and nature but so that the human soul may find preservation sufficient enough so that when it does come time to be returned in the Holy Spirit fully unto God, we've made it. We've survived. But we're not going to do that by bringing Christ down so that we can measure up or trying to bring Christ up so that we might lay claim to some sort of false Sort of, that's what the, Satan, the devil does. That's what Lucifer does. Satan does. He's an angel of light. It's, we're not counterfeit. We're legit. But until we understand that, we are not going to be very effective in our calling. Because we've not understood the calling upon the name of Jesus is just as important to the fulfillment of our calling as would then be the calling. Will everybody live up to that? No, because not everybody is going to accept Jesus and then their calling and then their salvation in Christ Jesus to the fulfillment of their calling. Because it's a choice. And not everybody is going to make that choice. But as much as I might do anything in the way of restoration and assistance and help to those that come see me for specialized pastoral care, Christian counseling, it's just that. Let's set the record straight. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. But you have to confess it, or you really don't believe it. And what are you confessing? That it's not of you, it's of Christ in you, but it holds the same power, resurrection power, redemption power, that Jesus 
then brought salvation unto you when you called upon him. And yes, I am so joyful, happy, proud to name, claim, or to claim my rightful inheritance as a Christian. That's my confession. But I don't do that then in fear that I've spoken blasphemy because I know that of myself I'm not worthy of that. Because I know in the name of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, His righteousness covers me. His righteousness allows me to not be a hypocrite. His righteousness allows me then to also humbly say, but it's not of me, it's of Christ in me, and mean it. (laughs) And not worry, have second thoughts. That the devil would then love to manipulate. I don't you know, maybe I'm really not saved. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I'm tricking myself. No. But it's not because you brought Jesus down or I brought Jesus down or that we have to somehow elevate you in bringing Jesus down to pretend like, to pose. You are the legitimate article. You are the real thing. And you're not going to be able to fulfill your calling unless you have that real thing in you. So forgive me if even on the podcast, I just want to make sure you understand the basis of your salvation so that you can live up to your namesake of Jesus the Christ. I just want to make sure, though, that even as much, if you should come see me for specialized pastoral care, Christian counseling, that we lay claim to that first, salvation in Jesus Christ, so that you know the power is in you to overcome and to accomplish the calling to the end of being Christ. But it's not out of your flesh being perfected. It's out of your flesh being sanctified, washed, as with water, by the word of God. And what's the word of God? The promises of God that any who would believe shall be saved. That should then bring some positivity, as with agreement, to the end of that confession. So that we too could declare as verse 11 does. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'm ashamed of me. I'm ashamed of my inadequacy, even as with the last podcast. If the moment you start pointing out what I'm called to, (laughs) then I'm going to start feeling ashamed because I'm not living up to it. But that's my condemnation on me. But it's not. God's condemnation. Because in Jesus Christ, I just have to live up to him. But it's not like I have to compete again with Jesus or live up to the high standard of that calling without then the forgiveness of God manifest Jesus Christ to cover my inadequacy so I don't just try to look upon the face of God and drop dead. 
That's what used to happen in the Old Testament. No one could look upon the face of God and survive. But now because of Jesus, I have an advocate with the Father. And I could go into the very throne room of God. And I can then rightfully then receive my reward. God speaks to me even as he did Jesus in the Jordan. He speaks to me even as he did Jesus on the mountaintop. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done. This is my beloved son with whom I'm well pleased. I take some measure of pride in that, but I do so cautiously. Because I never want that to mean that I've done that. It's the blood of Jesus Christ that's done that. It's entering into that. The righteousness of Jesus Christ. that allows me then to enter into not only his suffering, but out of his suffering, to be worthy, to offer salvation to the lost. I'm never better than those that don't know Jesus. And in some ways, I'm quite equal because the zeal of the Holy Spirit is the same. The only thing I lay claim to is the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony, my confession. But I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is unto not only my redemption, but my salvation. But not only unto me, but any that would call upon the name of Jesus so that we might then rightfully walk in his calling. And who knows? Maybe you'll become a specialized pastoral care, Christian counselor. Who knows? Maybe you will minister the word in that same measure and way as I am in my election. But my election is secure, confident that God has called me to this. But I am certainly not above or beyond or below even allowing you to be equal. Because though made a little less than the angels, in Christ Jesus even, we can claim that. But not as a badge or not as, oh, well, I'm going to save the world or with some sort of counterfeit pretend to be angel of light poser, but to the legitimate fulfillment, the validation of the name, the namesake. If we're going to call ourselves Christian, (laughs) then we should live up to that, but only in Jesus Christ. I'm hoping that even as I bring this to you today on the podcast. It's for the encouragement, the building up. Next podcast, I believe we're going to go to Romans 12, which is really then the call to Christian service. But now we're going to be able to do that in Christian life and service for the glory of God. We're going to do that out of the right mindset, the mind of God, the mind and spirit of Christ. The Holy Spirit. So that you then, when we get to our next edition of what is Covenant Specialized Pastoral Care Services Christian Counseling Ministry. And we begin to read through the service 
through gifts of the Spirit, you'll be prepared to receive and walk in it. And I know God will use you. And again, that would be my heartfelt desire, that he would use these podcasts to build you up, to build up the body, to encourage you, to make distinction between you and not necessarily the lost in the sense that it can't be saved or they don't have a calling, but so that you do not then in some ways allow the devil to make you feel inferior in such the manner that you don't move toward God you kind of start to fall into the trap of self-condemnation. That doesn't do anybody any good, especially the lost. Should you want to reach out to us, you can contact us at covenants.llc1 at yahoo.com. Visit us, covenantsonline.com. You can call us, 304-528-9220. And you can catch us at Covenants on Facebook and YouTube. And of course, once again, you can join us for our next podcast. We drop it weekly. What is Covenant? Specialized Pastoral Care Services, Christian Counseling Ministry with Dr. Michael David Clay. Until we get that chance to meet again, I want to wish you all that you're called to and encourage you whenever you need it which might be all the time, lest you fall prey to that tribulation or temptation of the devil and lead you into apostasy, call upon the name of Jesus. Thanks.